Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Visit No One Likes Us Clothing for all your Millwall clobber. www.noonelikesus.co.uk You can't beat a good board game at Christmas. So Acton Millwall has teamed up with Pundit, football's original trivia game. Visit www.punditgames.co.uk and claim your 10% discount at the checkout using the code, LIONS. You're listening to Acton Millwall. Let me tell you about one of my internet vices, dear listeners. They are now at age 62, and you get a certain penchant for internet vices at this age, and mine is to watch these disaster videos that you get, um, Darwin Awards. Um video things you know things they didn't expect expect to happen next and i was just looking at one earlier on so in fact i circulated to the chaps on the call where a young lady clearly in party mood drinks in hand amongst the party crowd decides she's going to get up onto the table and do something i imagine along the lines of a happy pole dance in front of all her mates and she jumps up there and falls straight off um legs akimbo into the into the stale baby sham and lager on the floor and I thought that was quite a visual metaphor for Millwall's game yesterday, a 1-0 loss at Huddersfield. Um, introducing the panel today to try and talk what we can out of what was a very, very thin gruel from the Millwall point of view. But introducing, first of all, John Rankin. Take my hat off to you, John. You were there, mate. How are you? Oh, I was. I'm just... I, I, I'm, I'm recovered now, I think, because I stayed at my sister's in Deptford. Uh, right. In the evening, and we got back home about one o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> well done for going. Also joining Cheers. the call is Matt Richards. How are you, Matt? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Nick. And um, yeah, hi, everybody. And last right. but not least, coming in from, I think it's Ice Station Zebra, but I think it might be closer to the borders of Bromley and Beckham is, is, is Graham Payne. How are you, Graham? Hello, Nick. Pleased to be on the call. <laughs> Thanks always for joining us, uh, joining with, with us, uh, chaps. Um, Huddersfield won nil or nil. I, when I watch these games, listeners, I take some notes so I can try and sound coherent for a show next day. And it took us, I, by my reckoning, it took us till the 80th minute for any chance worthy of the, of the name 
to come Millwall's way. It was a tough, tough watch. Um, John, you were there, mate. Um, tell us about your day. Tell us about your match day experience going up to Huddersfield. <laughs> well, I'm 57, so it's beginning to take its toll a little bit, I've got to say, because I live down <laughs> on the south coast. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, six hour, including the slot, six hour coach. The coach was feeling pretty positive um, going up there. When the team sheet came out about two o'clock or just before two o'clock, um, we start, started to feel less positive, I've got to say, mm. because we knew that Huddersfield would really give this one, you know, 110% effort because there was a post out on Twitter in the week saying that if they lose this one, then... Um, that will be their worst ever home record or their worst ever uh, record at home, you know, without a win. There was a reason for them to really give it a belt. And also they had 17,000 people there. So, you know, they were well supported. And um, so first half, kick-off, usual tactics. But I'll go back to the team sheet. So the back four, Scott Malone, left back, against a really, really speedy winger that they've got. Uh, Cresswell and Cooper in the middle, Danny Mack on the right. That raised the first eyebrows because we felt that um, Rowett brought Scott Malone in to have a one-on-one with uh, Wallace Jay uh, the week before. And we were surprised that he was there. We were all saying, "Mm, okay, because we know that he's shaky defensively. And I've got to say, it was yeah. um, a very poor defensive display down both our flanks. And they completely dominated us in the first half because it was sweets off a baby. Um, we were also surprised that Savile wasn't in the team, you know. Yep. Um, because our understanding is that Scott Malone's in the team because of his delivery. And he can take a lovely cross and he can take a lovely free kick. Not much else going for him at the moment. But no, Savile can do no. that just as well. Savile's got a nice, sweet left foot. So we, that was the we thought, mm, hang on. Shackleton and Mitchell in the middle and Scott Malone in a back four. And we started to feel a little bit less confident. And the rest is history, I've got to say. So the first half, they were all over us. I mean, the first goal was an absolute fluke. But it just knocked the wind out of ourselves. It, you know, we just thought... We're back to square one here, conceding a, a nothing goal very early on. You know, and it sort of yeah. brought a muscle memory back for a Sheffield and all that early part of the season. There were 780 of us. I don't think we sung once. I, we just right. stood there going, nah, this ain't going to work. It was flat, non-performance. And that first goal was just a killer punch. Man of the match for me on our side was George Long. Because, you know, he's got Bart Piotrowski behind him, breathing down his <laughs> down his neck, saying, I'm here, I could have saved that, you know. Um, yeah. And I thought his head's going to drop and we're going to... Because they were literally all over us, right? They were just pushing the ball down the flanks. Danny Mack and Scott Malone had a mare. They had a defensive mare, right? And they would... It was just sweets off a baby. Just down the flanks, cross the ball. They had about half a dozen corners in quick succession. I mean, it was dreadful. yeah. Yeah, George yeah. George Long, his head didn't drop, you know, and he was out easily. We could have gone in that first half four 0 down easily. Should, down. should have done in some ways, John. I felt for the reason that you said. I mean, George Long 
Um, I, I wouldn't disagree with that man of the match tag. I mean, I mean, Matt, I don't know if you've ever seen the episode of The Simpsons where the, the PE, PE teacher stages a game called Bombardment, which is basically him throwing balls <laughs> at the kids in, in, in Bart Simpson's class and he keeps shouting Bombardment. And that first half felt like a game of bombardment to me. Um, which the, the goal, which was a fluky goal, I mean, I will, I will say that, but then that's, that's football, you get it sometimes. But we just didn't seem to have any spirit. We didn't seem to come alive. I, I, I don't, don't quite oh, know what happened there. I think I think you, that's the key word there, Nick, really. It's spirit, isn't it? I think, you know, John, you, you know, you kind of alluded to it there about Huddersfield being up for this. Of course they're going to be up for it. You know, they're home. You know, they're really struggling at the bottom. But we've got a f- they're going to be up for a fight, and that's what we're there to be. You know, you've got to be on your front foot. I can't help thinking that, you know, psychologically you go in, maybe, you know, we're, we're on, you know, on four games in a row, you know, doing do really well, getting positive press, and then you go up there and put, put you ease off, and you think, oh, we're up against these, they're a bottom team. You know, we won our last away game. We should have beaten Rotherham. And I just don't know, you know, you just, if you just, you know, it's so cliche, it's not, but you're 1% off the pace and they're fighting 110%, you've got, yeah, you've got a chance. And, and yeah, you know, John, I think you're right. You know, when the goal goes in fluke, although they deserved it, then the heads drop. And if you're not at the at that pace and intensity, which we've seen before, you know, in previous games against Watford, definitely, and at times against West Brom, then you're fighting an uphill battle, aren't you? From the start, and I think, but I think going back to Nick, I think you're right. That word spirit, that's that's the thing what was missing. Very strange. I mean, um, I mean, Graham, I mean, one thing that's really stood out for me in the last series of wins, we've had, um, was it four on the spin? I think we've won. Um, has been what looked like a really strong team spirit, a willingness to fight for everything, and that was that went missing yesterday by a long way, but I was really. An odd, he does some odd interviews sometimes with Gary Rowett, doesn't he? In the post-match press conference, he said, um, if you look at the game, that they, being Huddersfield, they're fighting for their lives. Um, well, we're, we're what, uh, 17 games into the season? Yes, they are at the wrong end of the table, but we ought to be fighting for our lives too. I, 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 why we yeah. would have gone there expecting them not to have fire in their belly. I don't know. We should have been taking fire in our belly, as, as we have shown recently. It's, it just seemed to be a very odd way for it to go completely yesterday. It was, to me, I know it's, probably, it's been said, and I've said it, it was a typical Millwall performance away from home against the team bottom of the league. I don't know what goes on. It was the same last year when you went, when you talk about the Peterborough game, exactly the same sort of performance. Not good enough and we lose. And yesterday it was the same. We, we, we were flat from the first minute to the last, really. And, you know, he said at half-time he was thinking of making the three substitutions. Why didn't he do it? You know, yeah. why wait 15 minutes? And then even Bennett, he waited even longer for, which to me was, I couldn't understand. But yeah. I agree with John. I, I said in the in the group chat that um, I was surprised that he didn't bring Savile back because Savile had been an important part of them wins. And I was very midfield. And I thought he would bring him back for that game yesterday but you know he didn't he chose to stick with the same team but no it was it was flat from the word go I mean Johnny touches on that again in the the press conference this is on um, London News Alex Grace says that um, Rowett said it this uh, it was nothing to do with Sav he he has this annoying way of referring to everyone in nicknames Um, (laughs) Sav 
there's a good chance that he'll Sav will come into the team in the next couple of games or one of the next oh, couple yeah. of games. I'm certainly. sure he will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, he'll be the first game on the sheet at Birmingham. <laughs> yeah. He says Shacks yeah. had done well enough Shax. in the previous game. Shacks um, and Billy to stay in the team. We spoke about working hard. Why do footballers do this? I don't call, I don't call, you know, Grazda, Matty, Franks, JR. Who speaks like this other than the world of football? You weren't going to work. You should, you, right? should, you should hear what we call you, Nick. But, uh, <laughs> that's a separate chat. No, but I'll, I'll tell you what, Graham's. I, I, I looked. I, I watched Rowett's interview, and then I watched the extended highlights on the uh, Mill TV. Yeah. And I was. I look. I watched that first goal. Um, because up to that first goal, we didn't look too bad actually. We, we, you know, it was. It was sort of they were passing the ball about. Um, mm. As Rowett says, you know, we kept our shape. Didn't look too bad. That first goal just changed the nature of the game. And I was watching it. That guy, Yakamani, he got so much space. And I was, he ran in and we were just backing off, backing off. And Danny Mac, he's often out of position, old Danny Mac, you know, he was getting pulled down the right and this space just opened up for him. And Savile would have been on him. Savile would have been on him. Shackle and, and Mitchell was on the left hand side and this, and he just pushed into the space and put a cross in and it flew to it, it came off wrong part of his foot. But yeah. I think we really missed George Savile yesterday. And of course we missed um, Sean Hutchinson. And oh, yeah. I know Matt said about the spirit, but I, I've looked at it and I've really thought, oh, I think that, you know, I lay the blame for this on Rowett, to be honest with you, because it was a nonsensical setup. He, they've got a centre half, Tom Lees, right? Who's a big, tall centre half. He's You're slightly not, yeah. shorter than Jake Cooper, but he's a good player. So our strategy yeah, yeah. for the game yeah. was to pump, lump the ball up to Tom Bradshaw, who is yeah. five foot six against the six foot four centre half. It was just ridiculous. Zian Fleming was very frustrated. And I'll tell you what, he's going to be off if this carries on because he was kicking. There was one instance when he, he kicked the side, the uh, holdings on the side, yeah, uh, threw a hand out at a player. He's really frustrated, and I feel sorry for him because he must be looking around going, look, you know, I'm in this number 10 position, but I'm not getting any balls passed to me. He's got, you know, it, it's it's not working, and it's tactics. It really is. I couldn't believe what I was watching after that. They just kept on lumping the ball up, and the centre half came, thanks very much it down, they were clearing it up, pushing it out to the flanks and just going down the wings and it was just an onslaught. I just thought this is the worst tactical performance I think I've ever witnessed. It was boys against men. It goes in phases, Matt Rowett, doesn't he? Is he you know, he's either a madman or genius, isn't he? He's, he's either, um, you know, um, like I agree with John's assessment there because I'm just looking at my notes from yesterday. It was the goal arguably had a fluke quality to it, arguably. Um, but after that, there's saves in 19 minutes. Header off, uh, cleared off the line, 21. Save again. Good save by Jules Long. I, think, I thought they hit the post at one point. It might have been a save yeah. by Long, but I, hard to tell in real time. 
Um, you know, as, as I think we've said, that we really could have been, should have been two or three down at half time. The game would have been out of sight. Um, and, you know, it was quite apparent that um, Huddersfield were breaking fast. They were attacking our flanks. Um, and they seemed to be quite um, quite up for it. But we, we we just didn't have an answer for it. But I, I don't know. We, we, we lurch from one extreme to the other, don't we? I mean... Yeah. Coming into this game, everyone was um, on, on a high, but there was no signs of that that um, spirit yesterday at all. Well, I think I think the frustration is, and you can obviously you can sense the frustration from all of us on this tonight, is that it seems to be obvious stuff, you know, like not yeah. playing Saville. He was just ill for the the West Brom game. That was it. You know, he was fit, but he's playing Shackleton. Yeah, we, we yeah Saville has been instrumental in Shacks. our. You know, the last four, Shacks. yeah, Shacks against Sav, yeah, Sav. Imagine like Savoy, um, but um, yeah, Savoy or Wally, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's, but yeah, could be a Wally, it's a chip analogy. Um, well, as long as it's not Jimmy, yeah, I'm not getting better, yeah, but um, I think that's the frustration is is that the team the team selection was a strange one. Okay, we know we kind of have to nurse Mason Bennett, but. Bring him on for ten minutes, really? I mean, he, he didn't play. He didn't start against West Brom, so I don't get that. Um, we can't be saving him for Birmingham, so that's a strange one. And then the Shackleton one as well. But then the frustration is, after such a poor performance, he, he leaves the subs until late, and he, he typically does this. I can't remember. I was trying to think back before today when mm. he has actually bought sub. Maybe he did when we were two 0 down um, against like Sheffield United and um, and Coventry. I can't remember, but. You know, if it's not working, then get those players on straight away. And I think that's the frustration is that he makes some strange selections still. And then he seems to learn from it. And then we seem to go on a bit of a run and we're OK. But then he makes yeah. a, another strange decision. And that's I think that's the frustration from fans is that most of the time on the balance, he's getting things right. But he's doing some strange stuff as well. And that's what's really frustrating. He goes off on on on, a, on an odd tangent from time to time, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and he seemed to. I mean, Graham, he seemed to have it in for Jules Savile yesterday. I know he's denied it afterwards, which yeah. kind of reinforces it in my opinion. But to bring in late, 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 I think it was George Evans. I'm just trying to find who came on late in the day, you know, 82 minutes. Yeah, um, I mean, I would have thought if you even if he didn't start Savile, Graham, I mean, I would have played him at half time because he's been so good lately, and we were so poor yesterday. You'd, you'd think. You know, two plus two would make four there, wouldn't it? And you'd at least try that option at half time. But he seemed to have a. I wonder sometimes whether some of these players voice their opinions in private, and he don't like it, and he decides he's going to show them who's who's boss or some something petty along those lines. Because I couldn't think of many other reasons not to bring Savile in yesterday. Yeah, you might have a point there, Nick. I mean, I fully expected Savile to come on at half time. I, I just thought, well, he's definitely going to come on at half time to bring him on. And then mm. not to bring him on at all. And, you know, and you could sit, there was a picture of, you could see him sitting on the bench when Evans was coming on and he he just took his shin pads out of his socks and he thought, well, that's me done. I'm not going to come on now. And, you know, you just think, well, is he, you know, is Rowett, as you say, is he does he voice his opinion and Rowett thinks, well, I'll, I'll sort you out, you know. And, you know, but it's it's, it's wrong. He, 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 he should have come straight back into the side, in my opinion. Yeah. He had he, he was missed one game because he was ill, and yeah. and had been part of a side that had, had, had sort of seemed to me as turned the corner, you know, got some wins, and then 
No, yeah. he, he, he doesn't bring the wrong move as far as I'm concerned. I mean, John, we did get some chances late in the day. Um, Tyler Bury went very close. Almost it was, the ball was picked up by the goalkeeper on, on the line as it was about to cross yeah. the line going in there. Um, another day that might have gone in. It didn't go in yesterday. Um, but that was our first opportunity of the game, I, which is a long while to watch a game of football and not even get anywhere close to goal where you, you, you have any sense that there's a dangerous moment about to come to pass so there was that and then I, I thought I didn't show it on the highlights real watch the YouTube clips this morning but a phobie um went close I think 90 plus six um very very late I didn't show that one so um I haven't seen that since real time yesterday but it was it was a very very wishy-washy showing John wasn't it yesterday it was hard to put into words how poor it was it was, but you can't underestimate what, what Graham said there is so right. You can't underestimate how poorly that team was prepared and how how poor our tactics were. I mean, an example is this, right? Huddersfield played much more intelligently than we did. Mm. Okay? Now, we've got Jake Cooper. We're regarded as a big side, but we're not, right? We've got one tall guy who is really tall, Jake Cooper, the rest of them are normal height. You see them in the car park, right? Um, so what Huddersfield did, they put Tom Lees, obviously, on Tom Bradshaw. So that's nullified, okay? Yeah. And how, I mean, if I was Tom Bradshaw, I'd be saying to Rowlett, are you taking the piss, Gaffer? Because Rowlett said, and, and I quote him here, right? He would have said, you know, we didn't win those 50-50 physical battles. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> That'll be a 30-70 physical battle, John. Oh, you having a laugh? You've put me up against the six-foot-five man mountain. I'm supposed to win it as against him. You know, Bradshaw was found him and he flattened him a couple of times because he was so frustrated. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
Achtung, Mehlball.
something, but a, a miserable trip to Huddersfield on a misty, horrible day, you can kind of see it, can't you? One nil against us. Well, I think, yeah, you're right, and I think we can all see it happening. I think the frustration is that Huddersfield were bottom, um, so it was a great opportunity. I look at the the next three games we've got. You know, that was a really good opportunity to get a good result. You know, I mean, we weren't going to carry on this. Well, I suppose we could have done. We, you know, this winning game and undefeated run forever. It was going to come. It was going to stop at some point. It's just a frustration is that the, I think it's the, it's the first half performances is the major frustration. Second half, I thought we had a lot more possession. Well, we did have a lot more possession, but we just didn't do anything with it. Um, no. But the frustration going back to the game is that Huddersfield were there for the taking. I still don't think they're a great side. We let them play more. Um, but we've got Birmingham now. We've got Birmingham on Wednesday. They're not doing bad, you know. They beat QPR. Um, they're on the up. And then we've got Hull. You know, we should beat Hull at home. And then we've got Preston. We've still got we've got two tough away games now. Tougher than tougher than Huddersfield on paper. You know, are the players... Well, is Rowett going to set them up properly so we have the right people in the right positions? And are the players going to be up for it? That's the kind of big question I've got. You know, we can bounce back. We have done before. And maybe, you know, we'll find out. But I think that's that's the frustration, as you say. It was it was probably going to happen. We've seen it happen before, I think. But the bigger issue now is how we bounce back on Wednesday. I, I, I mean, uh, Graham, I, I wonder whether the players, if they're set up correctly, I think they'll bring their own desire and competitiveness and uh, uh, will to win to the table. I, I do wonder whether... They must see the same things that we see, Graham. You know, we, 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 we're we just watching on from the sidelines, however we're doing it. Um, if we can see these flaws and faults and players with played in out of position, they must be seeing it too. It must be very difficult to work with somebody that insists you play in a place that you're not best placed to. You know, it's like any walk of life, isn't it? You're gonna, it's gonna get frustrating, and you're gonna lose, lose the. Um, Lose, lose the spirit, so to speak. I wonder whether that's going on here. How do you see it, mate? Well, I think it probably is, Nick, but we're in a situation, unfortunately, where I think it's been said before, he was set up at the start of the season for five at the back, wing-backs. Yeah. And now we're, we're being forced to play like Vogel slam out wide right. Or, yeah. Uh, and he, that's not his position, but we've got no one else. And if he plays Tyler there and puts Mason on the left, or whatever, but to me, I would like to see him given a... A chance down the middle now, maybe Wednesday night, just for just to see what he can do. He's been bought mm. by the club and he's not played one game in his his favoured position, and that position, that's not right. no, you know, his favourite position. And um, you know, they must see this and think, well, you know, he must, as John said, he must be getting so frustrated thinking, I've come, I've joined this club, I'm a striker, and I'm, I'm not being given a chance to play up front. I'm playing yeah. as a winger. I- yeah, yeah. He, he's been he's been used as like a utility midfielder. Yeah. To be honest with you, he's. I really feel sorry for him. You can see the frustration in his face. I think that's Styles the, that's is an interesting the... one as well, isn't it? Sorry, Nick. I was, sorry, no, go on, go Styles, for it. No. Styles is like, um, yeah. I mean, he's he started him the last couple of games, and like when we when he first came in, he looked great, didn't he? But that was, a, I suppose, playing at five and left wing back. But he's not. He's not really doing much there either and it's like is he being played in the right position and but you're you're right Graham going back to that point you know he's built a squad around the five and players a few players are being played out of position and it probably it probably does affect their mentality when they're going into games I think you're right I think um I think Harry made the point in in when we spoke in the week 
um, about Styles, who's a Hungarian international. I, I um, hadn't quite absorbed this until Harry said it. He's, he's a Hungarian international. He's played at, you know, he's played in um, the big venues of European football. Um, but he plays as a left back, ideally. I think he's one of these utility players that can go into many positions. But ideally, mm. ideally, he's a left-sided uh, defender. Um, which I suppose, as John said at the start of our conversation, is occupied by Scott Malone because of his ability with the uh, the free kicks, and, and that has paid us off quite nicely. So uh, Styles is not going to be playing in his natural position. And I just wonder, a bit like Vogel, Sammer, um, maybe one or two others, as, as, you, as you think about it. But uh, Gary Rowett seems to have this um, ability. It's, it's like a, what I call it. The, we saw him yesterday, the George Evansization of a game, and everyone's reduced to this kind of utility role. No one's. Ex- no one's shining in their position. Everyone's got a work rate and do yeah. a do a kind of like a very bland um, a, a mix. I don't know. We, we're still we're still in eighth position. Still doing well. We're still, that's what we need. We're, to, we're, we're still doing two well. Points yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're two points behind Swansea after yesterday's results. Um, arguably, arguably, John three points. Well, we are three points. Not arguably, we are three points behind Sheffield United in full position. Um, it's still a pretty good position for a Millwall team to be in, isn't it? I mean, it's it is. I, I, I do. I wonder whether we have our expectations set too high at times. But watching that yesterday, I thought, no, I'm entitled to expect at least some measure of coherence in in the game. I'm entitled to watch a game where we don't struggle for 80 minutes to even get a shot on goal. So there we are. Um, so yeah, on to Birmingham midweek. Going up to Birmingham, John. Are you are you at that one, or are you going to watch that one on TV? Yeah, no, we're, we're going to go. Because uh, my son is really into it, and um, my right. son's fifteen and a half, and it's kind of you know, it's given me a boost. So as long as my son wants to go, I'll go. But even you'll be there, yeah, yeah. Even we're, we're doubtful for Peterborough now, and even he, he said to me, "Well, Dad, how about we just do Luton, Watford, and QPR?" <laughs> and, because it is a monumental <laughs> effort. You know, it's like he's fifteen off, so he's like for energy and all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's no, I take my hand yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, no, it's I, good. I, I mean, but I can't emphasize how flat it was yesterday. We we come off the coach, and you put in this car park, and all the Huddersfield crew were coming up, and this fella caught my eye, and he went, "All right, you know, good journey." I said, good. He said, "Well, you give us a good beating today." I said, "Well, I've just seen the team sheet. Nil one, are uh, you, mob?" That's what I said. I said, you'll beat us 1-0. Oh, wow. He went, oh, I don't think of it. So I said, yeah. And it was, we just knew, I can't emphasise how it was just like, ah, we, we're we going to struggle here. So, but you asked about Birmingham. Yeah, I mean, it's in the nature to have a good result at Birmingham. So I think the cup, well, the cup is half full, not not half empty. Um, but, you know, it's it seems it seems like our bucket of water has constantly got a leak on the bottom of it. And unless we're topping it up all the time, it's just... You know, That's you know, a good analysis. It, it's just running down all the time and we're there, you know, because... Right, you know, we, we just make life so difficult for ourselves. Look, to me, it's obvious, right? You're back four at the moment. I put Shackleton right back. The two fellas, Cresswell and Cooper in the middle, and I put Styles yeah. at left back. I'd have Sav and Billy... Um, in the middle, I'd have Vogel slammer up front, and then you've got a nice. I mean, George Honeyman, right? I've always liked George Honeyman. He came on yesterday and he was playing right wing, you know, and he was yeah. making a useful contribution. He's a good, yeah. good player. And, you know, you've got all those creative type players, 
whoever go. But to set it up like that yesterday, it was just a nonsense. I thought, well, who's managing this side? You know, and the players looked annoyed. You know, the, there was a lot of frustration going on. And also, no one really took charge. The thing about George Honeyman is if you ain't got Sean Hutchinson on the pitch, he was captain Hull, right? He's played in the Prem, George Honeyman, right? With Sunderland, yeah. I think. And, yeah. you know, he, he can captain a team, right? He's got the... And it's how they respond to him, isn't it? I mean, if you make Billy Mitchell captain, some of the old legs, like the old sweats, like George Savile might say, oh, fuck, tell me what to do. You know, you get all that kind of uh, yeah. dynamic going on. But George Honeyman's been there, seen it and done it. So if you make him captain and he's buzzing around barking at people like a little terrier, he might do something. But at the moment, we're... we're I don't rate us as making the playoffs at the moment because I just think we ain't got that consistency. You know, I think we'll finish mid-table. It's, it's, it's very hit and miss, I will say that. Um, yeah, Birmingham away midweek. Chance to 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 put all of this behind us, Matt. Um, do you see us getting a result up there, mate? You never know with this middle side, I suppose. I fancy us, I do. Just just basically because of we know what usually happens with Mill. You know, it's, um, it's the unexpected, isn't it? You know, and I think Rowett can't come out public in. We've said this before, haven't we? He can't castigate the players. But I think he'll be disappointed with that first half and sh- surely should have toyed into him at half time. But, you know, that that wasn't good enough. You're right. I think he'll take stock. Or, or I hope he will take stock and he will look closely at the actual um, lineup. But I think, we'll, I think we'll come away with something. I definitely do. I think we'll definitely get a draw at least. It's just be typical. It'd be frustrating because you think, well, why can't you do it? Why can't you do that at the weekend? You can do it midweek. Come away. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy with that, mate. Then we get win next Saturday, and then suddenly we've got four points from two games, and we'll st- still be pushing. The, the railway space, train could be rolling again, couldn't it? Um, I mean, Graham, I, I, I suppose it, it just reinforces what we keep saying. It's a bit of a cliche that this is an unpredictable division. Everyone seems to be able to beat everyone, and there's no. There's no standout sides, and that includes us. Um, you know, no matter how buzzed up we got from those those wins, I thought yesterday was a bit of a reality check in a sense that we've always got yeah. a, you know, what's the cliche again? Um, you've got a mistake in you. We've we've got we've got a, Ricky, a, yeah, we got, yeah we, we've got we've got it. Got this team as good as it can be has always got a flat performance in it somehow. You know, um, give me a score prediction for Wednesday night, Graham. Come on, this this uh, this. this um, I'm going to go 1-0 Millwall. 1-0 Millwall. Is the eternal optimist yep. over there in, in, in our deepest Antarctica? Um, John, <laughs> give, me a, give me a score score prediction Wednesday. Oh, I don't think we're going to get anything from the game. Um, I think we're going to go Millwall 1, Birmingham 3. Okay. Uh, Matt? Uh, I'll go 2-1 I'll go Millwall. 2-1 Millwall. Um, I watched Birmingham play. Oh God, who was it? They played on Friday QPR. night football. QPR. QPR. And they yeah. looked they looked all right. Um, I think they won it too. Late, I believe. Um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit um, itchy and scratchy on this one, listeners. I, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed and um, go for a, go for a win for Millwall. But I think the the, the kind of uh, the, the devil on my shoulder is telling me we'll probably get beat up there, but. Um, We'll see. I just just to close us, chaps. We've done really well to talk for half an hour about one of the most mundane fixtures I've ever watched <laughs> in my life, and somehow we've we've, we've pressed like like, they, like the old Mediterranean olive presses where they squeeze and squeeze. We've got half an hour out of that. I can't believe we've done that. Um, but I thought just just to in fact, this one's for you, John. You're like a, a long away day trip. There's um, 
one I found uh, on the um, on Twitter. This is French football, the Coupe de France, the French FA Cup. That uh, have a French fourth division side, ASM Belfort, have been drawn away to uh, Tahiti, uh, a team called AS Venus, who are in Tahiti, and because in French law, all of their territories are technically part of France. Um, this team have got to travel from France to Tahiti to play an away game um, on the other side of the world. In the... <laughs> I don't know if it's, cut, if it's knockout football. I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, <laughs> I would just love to do that. I mean, there's there, there's still something, you know, fantastic. You walk onto that, you, you're up in, you know, 300 miles away from Dino, whatever it is, and you walk onto the terraces and you go, here we go. It's just... It's what we're about, you know, is that we do stick together. And, uh, you know, I, I always love Millwall, as we all do, you know. Um, but I hope I'm proved wrong on Wednesday. I mean, I'm going to the game. I really hope I'm proved wrong. Um, who knows? I might be. But, you know, um, we'll, we'll keep Fingers going. You know, we'll dust ourselves off, won't we, and, and have a go. I just hope we row it. Just, you know, plays, listens to his players a bit more. I, I think he's a bit of an autocrat, you know, old Gary Rowett. I mean, his dad was a screw, wasn't he? So, you know, it's do as I say. And, uh, I, I think he's a bit autocratic. The, pr- the prison record comes well, up when we get beat was, every time. I was say, this George Devil thing, right, is, you know, reading between the lines. So he said, oh, Gary Rowett said, right, George Savile rang me up and said he didn't get a lot of sleep last night, so I've dropped him. Yeah. I reckon Savile was out on the sherbets. Rung the gaffer up and said, gaffer said, you were seen down the, the disco at Beckingham. At the the bridge bar at Beckingham. And he said, no, no, I'm all right, I'm all right, I can play. Yeah, well, you dropped. We've got we've got dramatized. We've got it's a bit like the Crown series on Netflix. We've dramatized the conversation <laughs> that go on behind the scenes at Mill on this show, listeners. Um, <laughs> I think I'll leave it there. To be honest, <laughs> we could, we could, it could be like um, you mentioned a prison analogy. Maybe it could be Savile's redemption. It could be not the Shawshank redemption. It could be redemption. Savile's redemption. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe yes. break out. But there's something know, you know. There's something going on there, though. It's surely there's something there. There's something, something there, listeners. That's what I think. You're, and, I don't think you're far wrong. Yeah. No, there's something afoot. There we are. Boys, I want to say thank you because that was a difficult game to talk about and um, I think we've probably explored every angle we possibly can out of yesterday's performance. So a huge thank you to Graham. Cheers, Nick. Thank you to Matt for joining the show. Cheers, Nick. Good to see you all. And big thank you and well done to John uh, for travelling up to Huddersfield. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Cheers, Nick. Nice to see you, boys. Yeah, and um, I'm looking forward to Tahiti away. I don't know what the equivalent for... <laughs> Us would be, it'd be like the South Sandwich Islands away. We'd have to get um, the MSC, we'd have to organise a... Falkland a Islands, co- wouldn't it? Wouldn't we coach one, it'd be Falkland Islands. Yeah, we'd get the Falklands. We'd Island be Tahiti. Somewhere decent. It'd be Falkland Islands. Paul Stanley away. Newell, nil. Falklands United, two. Oh, dear. Big thank you to you two, dear listeners, for joining the show. And until midweek, until after Birmingham away, it's Arriva Dirty Mill and bye for now. Achtung, Millwall. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 